The Kings look to bounce back from an ugly loss on opening night with a win tonight against Seattle. Will Sean Dursey be in the lineup after his late-game mistake? Will Brant Clark make his NHL debut? Will Jonathan Quick be back in net? And what can we expect against the Kraken? All that coming up on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 757 subscribers. Our goal is to get to 800 by the end of October, and I have no doubt we will accomplish that goal. Thank you so much for your support of the YouTube channel and of the podcast. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years. The past 20-plus years have been at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show. That's been putting out content for the past 16 years and, of course, a passionate L.A. Kings fan for the past 30 years. So it is game number two tonight for the L.A. Kings, the second game of the 82-game schedule, and the Seattle Kraken are in town to take on the Kings at Crypto.com Arena tonight. Questions for tonight's game, and it looks like most of them have actually been answered, except maybe the biggest one. But the first question for me after the opening night game was, will Sean Dursey be in the lineup? Now, that might seem like an easy call for some, a not-so-easy call for others. But, of course, if you don't know, and I'm sure you do, uh, the young defenseman made a very, very big and glaring mistake at the end of the game that led directly to the Kings losing their game and not getting the game into overtime before they could have at least secured a point. Um, Who knows, maybe two. Um, But, of course, that did not happen. So the question is, what do you do the next game with a young player who's made a big mistake? Do you bench him because you're sending a message that no matter who you are, if you make a big mistake like that, you're not going to play? Or do you get him right back on the horse and say, you know, you're a young guy, you made a mistake, learn from it and get back out there and uh, show us why we think you were deserving of making this roster out of training camp? Well, the answer is he's not going to be in the lineup tonight, at least according to what we saw uh, with the morning skate. Um, so is that a direct message to Sean Dursey because of what he did? It seems likely. Um, but because of the next question we're going to answer, who knows? Maybe this was the plan all along. Maybe the plan was to play Dursey in the season opener and to not play him in the second game. I don't know. Um, but I do know that the next time we see Sean Dursey on the ice, he needs to show us that he is the same competent player um, that has um, kind of a little bit of a swagger to him that uh, got him to earn a spot on this roster to start the season. As I said in our show on Wednesday, young players are going to make mistakes. And Sean Dursey is still a very young player. He hasn't played 70 games yet at the NHL level. So um, he did step up and do a pretty decent job last year, but there's still things to be learned and certainly learned a big lesson, I would think, after that uh, late-game mistake against the Vegas Golden Knights. So he's going to get a little bit longer uh, time to think about it. And uh, next time we see him on the ice, though, we need to see Sean Dursey playing confidently and playing smartly, smartly, uh, smarter, at least, than uh, than we saw at that uh, at the end of that game. So Sean Dursey not going to be on the ice tonight against Seattle, it appears. Um, but who will be on the ice in his place? 
And we do have the answer to that. And that is Brant Clark is making his NHL debut. Uh, now, this again, this may be, have been the plan all along. We don't know. It appears, though, um, that this might be a reaction to the first game. But either way, Brant Clark is going to be in the lineup. This is obviously a very special night for this young man. His family is in town uh, to be in the arena to see his first career NHL game. And no matter who you are as an NHL player, you always remember your first NHL game. I'm sure he's going to have butterflies the size of hockey pucks tonight. And, uh, you know, you only have one first game. So it's a big game for Brant Clark, even if it wasn't coming, you know, with kind of a hype surrounding him as well. Uh, it's it's a big game for him. And one of the things I've been so impressed with Brant Clark is, um, other than obviously his skill, has been his poise and his maturity for a 19-year-old. And that's going to be put to the test tonight. Um, hopefully he uses all the excitement and the energy uh, to play a great game and further tell the Kings management and the coaching staff that he should stay at the NHL level with the Kings all season long. But the first step for Brant Clark in what we hope is a very successful long career with the LA Kings starts tonight against the Seattle Kraken. He's going to have a big spotlight on him all game long and, and we'll definitely scrutinize his performance and talk about it on tomorrow's show. But uh, excited to see Brant Clark get his career started with the LA Kings coming up tonight. The other question I had was, will Jonathan Quick play tonight? Um, judging by the morning skate, it appears that Jonathan Quick is going to get uh, the start tonight. Um, and that was a little bit of a tough call for me because Quick was spectacular in that game against Vegas with 47 saves on opening night in the loss. But that was a lot of rubber to see for the 36-year-old goalie. And you're playing a lesser opponent tonight at home. Maybe this was a good spot to get Cal Peterson in there for his first start of the season because Cal is going to have to play an important role this year for the LA Kings. But a little bit of what I talked about on Wednesday's show in that this is an important game for the Kings. Had they won the game against Vegas, maybe we see a different goaltender in that tonight. But because they lost, the Kings do not want to go 0-2 at home and then head out on a five-game road trip with that kind of in their mind. They want to get a win tonight and head out on that first road trip of the season on a positive note, feeling a little bit better about the way that uh, they've been playing. And I think probably the best um, the best strategy for that starts with having your best goalie in net tonight. So um, I think that's why Jonathan Quick is starting. Uh, hopefully he plays another stellar game tonight. Hopefully he does not see as many shots, almost 50 shots against. Uh, we do not want to see that. Let's cut that in half uh, if we can tonight. But uh, Jonathan Quick, again, will be in net, it appears, for the LA Kings. Also a question, how will Kevin Fiala respond to his, what I thought was a disappointing uh, debut with the Kings. Um, he did not have a point. He was a minus one on the night. And as I mentioned on Wednesday's show, took a very bad, ill-advised, dumb penalty that led directly to a LA Kings um, giving up a goal. So um, we'll see. We'll see how he responds. Um, hopefully he comes out and shows the skill and uh, the offensive prowess that made him a big off-season pickup that got so many people excited about um, what he's going to do. And look, I do believe there are going to be a lot more positives than negatives when it's all said and done with Kevin Fiala. But I want to see it, and I want to see it tonight from Kevin Fiala after that, uh, that bad penalty. Um, I want to see him, see him stay out of the box unless it's uh, some sort of a penalty that's directly uh, stopping a player from getting a good scoring chance. Those penalties are acceptable. 
uh, careless penalties in the offensive zone that negate a power play and lead to a goal are the absolute worst thing you can do, um, especially from a very skilled player like him. We need him on the ice, not in the penalty box. So we'll see how that goes. I'll be uh, keeping an eye on Kevin Viala to see how he responds. Um, we did see his line mates get a, uh, a point in the season opener. Andre Kopitar had a beautiful assist, and Adrian Kempe had a beautiful goal. So let's see a goal, or at least a point, and, and positives from Kevin Fiala tonight against Seattle. Also hoping to see more uh, of the same from what we've seen lately from Gabe Velarde, who might get a bigger role in tonight's game. Apparently, Victor Arvidsson is not going to play due to illness. Uh, the reports are this is not related to his offseason back surgery where he had the, uh, to repair the herniated disc. Um, Arvidsson did look pretty good in the season opener, and there were no reports he had any setbacks or felt any issues uh, following the season opener. So apparently it is an illness. We'll, we'll take the Kings at their word for that. And um, so we will not have Victor Arvidsson on the right wing on the second line. So I, I would be curious to see if Gabe Velarde fills that role. You might remember in a previous episode, I kind of floated the idea of doing this anyway with Victor Arvidsson coming off back surgery and how important he is to the, to the Kings, ease him back in the lineup. Don't take any chances. And you're rewarding Gabe Velarde for a great uh, preseason. Um, they decided not to do that in the season opener. They put Velarde on the third line and they started Victor Arvidsson, but this would seem kind of a natural opportunity to do what I had suggested. Um, the argument against that would be that it did appear that Gabe Velarde, and it's just one game, but it did appear that Gabe Velarde and Quentin Byfield had some pretty good chemistry on that third line. So maybe they want to keep those guys together and keep that going. Um, but we shall see. I would think if they decide to do that, if they decide to keep uh, Byfield and Velarde together on the third line, that would be a natural for Arthur Kaliev to move up from the fourth line where he played in the season opener up to the second line, um, which I thought maybe they would do it in any way if Victor Arvidsson didn't start the season. But that obviously wasn't the case. Um, it does appear that uh, Brendan Lemieux uh, is going to make his season debut tonight on the fourth line. So that would lead me to believe that um, somebody might move up, but we'll have to wait and see about that. But again, Victor Arvidsson is out for tonight's game against Seattle due to an illness, so we'll see how the Lions are shuffled in response to that. Uh, we'll answer the biggest question for the Kings going into tonight's game in a moment, but first I need to let you know about BetOnline.net. It is your number one source for football betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores. For every sport out there, it is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including postseason Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. That is Bet Online, where the game starts. So the biggest question tonight for me is, how do the Kings as a team respond to a very tough loss on opening night? And judging by the post-game reaction of head coach Todd McClellan, after that season opener, I'm guessing the message was sent immediately that the decision-making and the execution against the Golden Knights was far from good enough. If you didn't hear, uh, Coach McClellan used the word stupid uh, in his post-game comments, that's about as direct as uh, as you can say when talking about some of the Kings' uh, play. Um, bad line changes, bad decision-making, bad penalties, all those things need to be eliminated, at least limited, going forward for this team to have success. Now, no team is going to play mistake-free hockey. That just isn't going to happen. They're human beings. But cut down on the mistakes that lead directly 
to the other team scoring goals. Uh, that was not the case in the season opener. When the Kings made a big mistake, it led to the puck in the back of the net, and that is a formula for uh, failure. So the compete level obviously was there uh, for the LA Kings. Exciting, great atmosphere there at Crypto.com Arena for opening night. They need to keep that level of excitement in game number two, that level of competition, that level of compete. Um, and there were some good things to take away, as I mentioned the other day, uh, from that season opener. But um, the mistakes, the decision-making, those things need to get cleaned up. They need to get cleaned up in a hurry for them to get their first win of the season coming up tonight. As for tonight's opponent, the Seattle Kraken, uh, they started their second season of existence in the NHL with a 5-4 overtime loss last night against the Anaheim Ducks in the Ducks home opener. Philip Grubauer started in net for Seattle, so it looks like we will see an old friend of sorts in net tonight, and that would be former King and Shark and Flyer Martin Jones. Uh, he's expected to get the starting assignment tonight for Seattle, and typically you like to see the opponent's number two goalie in net. That usually means that uh, it increases your chances of winning. Uh, but if, uh, if you know anything about Martin Jones against the LA Kings, he's had a lot of success against his former team, unfortunately for us. So we will see how that goes. Um, as for the Kraken, they had a disappointing inaugural season last year, um, but they do have a bit of renewed excitement about this season, uh, thanks to some hot young prospects. Uh, their top line center is a kid named Matty Berniers, and he is a legitimate rookie of the year candidate. They also have their number one pick from this year's draft in the lineup. That is Shane Wright. And many thought he would be the number one overall pick in this year's draft. He ended up sliding down to the Kraken at number four. So he'll be out there as well. Um, Seattle expected to be an improved team this season. There are even some who are not picking them to finish last in the division. Um, but they are also still in a growing phase and not expected to be one of the teams contending for a playoff spot, um, but, you know, on paper, the Kings are the better team in this matchup. The Kings are at home. They're taking on a, a team that played the night before against their backup goalie. Hopefully all that translates in, in, into the Kings getting their first win of the season tonight against Seattle. A, a little brief rival report as far as other Pacific Division teams from last night. We told you that Seattle played in Anaheim last night and, and lost in overtime. Um, we also had the Edmonton Oilers taking on the Vancouver Canucks last night. Uh, that was in Edmonton, and Connor McDavid started off the season like a, a superstar with a hat trick in his first game of the season, a 5-3 win for the Oilers over the Canucks. And former Kings goalie Jack Campbell was in net in that one for the Oilers. He stopped 33 of 36 shots to win his Oilers debut. We got a couple of emails uh, that we are going to read, uh, and one of them involves the Kings Chrome Domes. But first, I want to tell you, don't forget about Locked On NHL. It's a podcast that has you covered for all your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channel, breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. Now, during the off-season, we had uh, a segment called Feedback Friday, where every Friday we would read your emails. And I'm not sure if that is something that's going to work during the regular season. Um, but your, your questions, your emails are always welcome here on Locked on LA Kings. And if you would like to send me an email about anything involving the LA Kings or this show, the email address is lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. And we had some time to read a couple of emails this week, so I thought that we would do so. So uh, our first email comes from John in Long Beach, and he says, I love the recent show with Jim Fox and I'm enjoying the daily content. Do you think maybe you were a little too hard on Kevin Fiala and the penalty he took 
in the season opener. Yes, it was a bad penalty, but bad penalties happen. I'm more upset with Sean Dursey at the end of the game making a bad decision that costs the team at least a point. Fiala will be fine. I'm sure he will score more goals than take bad penalties. And that was John in Long Beach. John, I certainly hope so. Uh, yes, I, I agree with you as as well. And um, there is an old saying, I'm not sure if I'm going to get this right, but there's an old saying that goes something like, to whom much is given, much is expected. Something like that. I think I'm close with that. Um, and that's how I feel about Kevin Fiala. Uh, he's getting paid $7.8 million per season. The Kings have made a, a big investment in him. And this is also his 10th NHL season. He's been around the block. So, yeah, I'm going to expect more from him than I am going to expect from a guy like Sean Jersey, who I mentioned hasn't even played 70 NHL games yet in his career. Um, and I don't want to overreact to one game, but um, we've only played one game, so I have only one game to react to. Um, uh, for Sean Jersey, um, I'm not giving him a pass, but I, I don't expect as much from him as I expect from Kevin Fiala. Again, Kevin Fiala is getting paid a lot of money to perform at a high level. He has been around for a long time. He's a veteran. He knows better. There's there's no issue with, with Kevin Fiala learning the NHL game. He's way, way, way past that. He knows what is a good penalty and what is a bad penalty. He knows what is a good play and what is a bad play. He's seen a lot of different situations, regular season, postseason, and uh, for the most part, he's performed very, very well. So again, not overreacting to that first game, but that's the only game I can react to at this point. Hopefully, I'll be able to react, react a lot more positively after tonight's game. But like I said, I expect a lot from Kevin Fiala, and I think the Kings do too. And we, you talked about my interview with Jim Fox. Jim Fox said it very bluntly that he expects Kevin Fiala to be the Kings' leading scorer this year. And if he's not, then that is uh, not success for Kevin Fiala. So clearly, a lot of people are expecting a lot from him and uh, definitely expect him to make better decisions than to take that really, really, really bad penalty um, against the Golden Knights. Our next email comes from Sharon in Burbank. Uh, and she says, not exactly a hardcore hockey question, but what do you think of the silver helmets for the LA Kings? I hate them. My son loves them. Maybe it's a generational thing. You are more to my age, so maybe you will agree with me. Sharon, of course, is talking about the chrome helmets that the LA Kings wore on opening night and have been wearing a few times um, every season. I think since the outdoor game uh, in Colorado Springs a couple of years ago, I think that's where the first time I remember them wearing them for that outdoor game against the Avalanche. Um, and Sharon, actually, I'm not going to agree with you, which is a little bit of a surprise because I do consider myself to be somewhat of a traditionalist. Um, I'm, I'm more uh, old school, I guess, a little bit, but I actually like the chrome helmets. Um, I think they look sharp. I think they look, uh, well, obviously they look very shiny uh, out there. And it is certainly not the norm from what we see in the NHL. Maybe that's something that I that I like about it. I know that um, the Vegas Golden Knights have some gold helmets uh, that uh, I'm not sure what the reaction is for those as well. And I'm not even sure if I like those, to be honest with you. But I, I do, for whatever reason, like the LA Kings silver helmets. and. Um, We'll see them a few more times this year. They wear them with the um, the old school uh, Kings Chevy logo. I'm wearing, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, I'm wearing the old school Luke Robitaille jersey uh, today here with the Chevy logo on the front. And it's really the one they wear with the chrome helmets is very sparkly and, and very shiny. I need to get me one of those jerseys, by the way. Those are pretty nice. But um, yeah, I don't know. I like them. Uh, I think it's probably a bit polarizing would be my guess. 
with a lot of Kings fans. I'm sure there are some people like me and your son who uh, think they're pretty cool. And I'm sure there's other people like you uh, that uh, are not big fans of the, the shiny helmets for the LA Kings. So thank you to John and Sharon for the emails. And again, if you would like to send me an email on anything from shiny helmets to my comments about a player or anything else, the email address again is lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. There are also some other ways for you to be interactive with this show. Um, please follow us on Twitter if you are on Twitter, at LockedOnLAKings. And I don't know if it's customary to follow people back who follow you. Um, maybe that's like a personal thing for people. I don't know if you do that, if you're on Twitter. Um, but the way I do it is, and I know that there are issues with Twitter where you have like, I don't know, bots or, you know, some of those, some of the follows you get are like, why is this person following me? If I, if you follow me on Twitter, this, this, locked on LA teams, you follow this show on Twitter and I look at your profile and I see immediately in some way that you are an LA Kings fan, you've re reposted something from the Kings, your profile picture, something in your description says LA Kings. I will immediately follow you back um, and say as a thank you for, for following us at Locked On LA Kings. Um, and if, if it, some of them, I have a few of them I've, I've looked on the profile and it's like, this has nothing to do with hockey, nothing to do with the Kings. There's no mention of anything. So some of those I don't follow back. But um, yeah, if you, if you show you're a Kings fan, I'm definitely going to follow you back on Twitter. There's also an Instagram page if you're interested in that, and it is at Locked on LA Kings as well. Uh, thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Blip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. That is Locked on Fantasy Hockey, available on YouTube, Audacity, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's uh, let's go see what the Kings have in store for us tonight in Game 2 of the NHL season as they host the Seattle Kraken. We are hoping to see that first win of the year and hoping to talk about it on tomorrow's show, a full breakdown of Game Number 2 of the season, Kings versus Kraken. Uh, let's see what we got tonight. Hopefully, again, it's the first win of the season. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings. We always close out the show by saying, Go Kings Go!